Hello and welcome to this episode of In The Can Podcast. Uh, this episode is a weekly breakdown where we go over what movies we've seen. I'm Devin and I'm with Tom and James. And we're just going to jump right into it and try to keep this episode nice and short. James, what have you seen this week? I have seen two movies. One, a documentary. Okay. Always amazing. But the life and times of the amazing Jonathan. He actually graduated from my high school. Yes, he is from Michigan. Yep, graduated Lived. from Fraser High. Yes, and the set when it showed the picture of of like Fraser High School, I was like, "Whoa, whoa, hang on!" And I had to look it up. It's like, no, he was born in Detroit, Michigan. Yep. I was like, "Oh my god, I never knew this." But it basically goes through his career, and it's a fascinating thing, as well as his fairly recent health problems. Well, I wouldn't say fairly recent, but his health problems as he was getting older. Did a lot of drug abuse and just not caring about his health. Good, though? He's alive still, but he can no longer perform just because of the buildup of all right. this stuff. But he did have a recent, and I say that with big air quotes, last tour. Okay. To actually have that. And I've always enjoyed him. He Same. is absolutely hilarious, even if, if you kind of go through the shotgun of the years. Very much a lot of the same material, but it gets a laugh every time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's surprising enough, but just a very interesting guy. And hearing the background of a lot of stuff that was going on, fascinating. The other one I watched was a Korean film, A Company Man. I've heard of this. I've seen this one. I'm trying to remember which one that is. That is... The one of imagine if John Wick, Wick were set in an office setting. <laughs> a company has a front as a metal manufacturer to cover up an assassin or organization. This one. Okay. Yes. Huh. Yeah, I've definitely seen this one. And it's a, it. it's a character study of the of the main guy whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. It is is available free on YouTube. I'm looking at his name and I'm not. I'm not Ji Hyung Do. That is the character name. Yeah, played by Jing Seob So. That's a, that's an. Attempt. I probably butchered that. I'm not even going to try. Anyway. Yeah, but very interesting and pretty good choreo- choreography too. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. it it follow it follows <laughs> the that character and. The disillusionment with the life he isn't part of. Disillusionment with continuing with the company. And it ends like a Korean film. <laughs> Very real. And I felt like, oh man, that sucks, but life goes on. Yeah. Yeah, that's how Korean films end. And it felt... It, we'll get into that it feels good. Place. It felt really good. Cool. But no, I I enjoyed both of those. For very different reasons, of course, but those are those are my watches for this week. Nice. Yeah, I've seen Company Man. It's been a while since I've watched it. I, I'm not sure when it came out. I just set it up. 2013, I want to say. Yeah, I feel like that was. I watched that back around the time I watched Chaser. Yeah, it's so. hilariously enough because it's on YouTube. Watched it on YouTube, which is great because during the slower drama bits, you can kind of speed it up to one and a half times speed. <laughs> But in the recommendations was uh, the man from nowhere. Mm-hmm. 
I like, loved the man from nowhere. Like that's that's ne- oh, that's yeah. that's up there on my list for like relatively soon. I'm really watching that. Yeah, I've heard good things about both those movies. So, but yeah, it was quite enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, as far as mine, <clears throat> so one in theaters that I'll get to in a second. And I saw a movie. I'm going to give you a brief description of this movie. It's I have not talked about this movie yet on the podcast, but well, yeah. So it follows three thieves who break into a guy's house and just steal money from the guy and ends up finding out that the guy is insane and has the girl chained up in his basement. And then they get caught and the guy ends up trying to murder them. Wait, is this villains? No, this is Don't Breathe. I remember seeing commercials for this. This nope. is a lies. You've talked about this like seventeen times, Devin. I have mentioned "Don't Breathe," but I've never seen it. No, I'm talking about the synopsis. We've talked oh, about the synopsis yes. seventeen times at least. Oh yeah, seven no, this, is, this is very similar to villains, but this came out about five, six years ago. Okay, I've heard of this. Oh, so. Yeah, I remember the I remember the trailers for it. it looked yeah. kind of interesting. The big twist with "Don't Breathe" is that the man that owns the house is blind. Oh, yeah. Played by yeah. Stephen Lang, who's the villain in Avatar. Love Stephen Lang. And he's a, I don't remember what war survivor, but he lost his eyesight. And then within the last year, um, his, I believe, wife and daughter were killed in a car accident by a drunk driver. Oof. So, yeah, the guy got a big, big insurance settlement and all this. But then the guy's it. insane and goes and finds a drunk driver and locks her in the basement and impregnates her with a turkey baster. Anyway. Uh, okay. Yeah. That what? We're going to move past this? We're going to move past this. Cool. So anyway, um, the three uh, thieves break into the house to steal the money from him. One dies immediately. Like, shot in the head. <laughs> immediately. Um, well, we, we obviously know who didn't get the, the billing on this one. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the guy who plays Clay Jensen from 13 Reasons Why, Dylan Minnette, okay. is one of the other two, and then I don't remember the, the the woman's name, but the two of them end up surviving for a little bit, and they end up, like, finding the girl in the basement, and, like, trying to get out, and the guy's a dog that they try to, they lock in a room, and it's this really well-done, tense, tense thriller. The best scene in the entire movie is when the blind guy shuts off all the power in the basement, and then just stands there with a gun in his hand. So kind of like the scene from uh, Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, just better done. <laughs> and that's wow. saying something. Cause yeah, that, I'm about to say it's like It goes pitch black. The silence isn't a bad scene. It's It goes pitch black and then slowly fades into like a very dark brown and black. Also kind of like your eyes acclimating to yeah. the darkness. And the, the two of them are like want, like blind going through and he's like sitting there throwing the gun back and forth waiting for them to make a move the moment they hit something he shoots over at him and like the echo of the gun rattles through the house and all this just such a well done scene because now all of a sudden the two of them are completely lost in this basement and he knows exactly where he is because he's he's lived with this for a while yeah and he ends up he ends up shooting the the woman the the pregnant woman Oh, and now needs to uh, have a new person that will give him a kid. So you can figure out what happens there. Oh, That's no. where the movie goes twisted. But it's a very, very, very intense movie. And I absolutely love the kind of the interplay between the two 
basically teenagers. I think they're early 20s, maybe. But the two of them and this old man that is, like, insane. <laughs> and ultimately gets up out of the house. Sun, sunlight is like, ha-ha, man, you're not shit out here. The guy just, uh-huh. And the dog runs after the girl. Shit. <laughs> runs away. So it's, like, it's just a very well-written, well-paced movie. So don't breathe. I actually prefer this over villains, which is kind of surprising because I like villains. Hmm. The other one I watched is a movie called Parasite. Uh, this is Bong Joon-ho's latest movie. Nice. And other movies Bong Joon-ho has done are Host, Snowpiercer, uh, Memories of Murder, and Okja. I love all four of those. And this is my favorite that he's done. Really? That's high mm. praise. This is up you. there with Host. I'm not sure. The two of them are kind of fighting for which I like more. Okay. But Parasite follows a family of con artists. They're... They scrape by however they can, but they're con artists. And one of them ends up getting a, an English tutoring job with a wealthy family, and comes up with the family comes up with the the con artists come up with this idea to ingratiate all four members of the family into the wealthy family somehow. So they fire <laughs> the driver, and then hire the dad, like recommend the dad as a new driver, and they hire the dad. Um, and then hijinks ensues. The younger brother, the wealthy younger brother, um, is kind of that weird ADHD kid that likes to draw. So the con artist's son, this is where names are weird, because they're calling him Kevin and Jessica just for the hell of it throughout this entire movie, because that's what the family's like. I don't want to have to remember your name. Your name's Kevin now. But, all right. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, it's that kind of weird, but wow! They end up uh, Jessica, the 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 con artist sister, ends up as like the art therapy teacher for the young son, <laughs> and then they end up firing the the maid and hiring the mother as the maid. So now you have the four of them, and you have the four wealthy, and other stuff happens. And I just don't want to mention any of the other stuff after that point. Oh my! So word. it is one of the best paste it slows down a little bit you're in the middle but that's to be expected it's even tense because it, you know it's slowing down um but just collectively the movie is absolutely amazing i loved this movie and it starts there's very little like there's no violence in it compared compared to a lot of other movies oh, it's all mental it has some violence i'm gonna i'll be honest there but it's a lot of like you know something wrong is something's gonna go wrong something has to go wrong, but what you're thinking is gonna go wrong is never what goes wrong. <laughs> so it's like they're worried about certain things and then something else happens. It's like oh, and it's like that kind of stuff. So I'm guessing top five for this year. It is fighting at Astro and the Leader Battle Angel. That high, wow. Uh, that's that's rough. Since Halloween last year, I've seen 177 movies, I think is my current count. I have given four tens. That is Spider-Verse, Ad Astra, Alita Battle Angel, and Parasite. That's insane. Yeah, I absolutely love Parasite. If you like a really well-done character study on, like, basically eight interesting characters, this is just a really well-done movie. and It's clue, yeah. but less murder. No, that's not a bad <laughs> but it is to me. It is just a damn good movie that 
I hope people see, and I love the fact that it's getting this kind of buzz around it. It's like one of the, I see nothing but praise for it. Yeah, and even the negative reviews on like Rotten Tomatoes, they're for three contrarians. One's a Christian freak, one's Armand White, who doesn't matter, and then the other one didn't even look like they watched the movie. So everything I've seen is positive for this movie. And, and not even just the critics, but also the audience. Yeah, has been the audience exactly. rating is like 95, and I fully agree with that. So Yeah, that's... Yeah. I think I'll definitely have to, I, yeah, I plan on checking it out. I just didn't get a chance to yeah, today. It is a very, very well-made movie. Um, just don't go into it expecting an action film. Because it's not slow, but it's not an action film. And I've seen some people like say, oh, I'm, I think it's like other Korean horror films. I'm like, no, I, I, it's not. The way I always choose to do that, to, to describe stuff that's it's like, it's slow, but not slow, is I think the, be- the better way to phrase it, it's deliberate. Yeah, I I don't know how long that movie was, but I wanted it to be longer. Two and a half hours, I want to say. If it's two and a half hours, that breezed right by. Uh, 132 minutes. So, yeah, a little, a little so over two, two hours. Two hours, two minutes. Or two hours, two I minutes. Loved rather. I loved it all the way through. So, mm. yeah. That's so Parasite. Yeah, again, considering it's fighting for a, a, the top spot with Alita and at Astra, and you mm-hmm. extolled those, and I definitely yeah. agreed with both of that. Yeah. I'm definitely now very curious to see yeah. this. Yes, so I'm curious to watch it again and see if it's still as good as I like on second viewing certain movies. You're like, I loved it. And then the second time you're like, not as good as I thought it was. Right. I think Parasite will still be really good. So we'll see. Uh-huh. All right, then. Time. All right. So I saw two movies of note this week. The first one I'm going to talk about is the easiest one that I can put into words that I absolutely loved. It was <laughs> Dr. Sleep. That's the sequel to, sequel to The Shining. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ewan McGregor knocks it out of the park. He's a great actor, though. I he, love him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And he continues to shine in this film. Does a great mm-hmm. job playing an adult Danny Torrance. Mm-hmm. Continues to shine. <laughs> exactly. You yes. like that, right? Yeah. The young lady from the film who plays the girl with The Shining that I'm blanking on her name. Oh, there's the joke. Uh, Abra. She plays Abra Stone. It's uh, Kylie Curran. Is her name? She does a remarkable job. It's the first film that I can say that I've seen with her in it, and she just does a really, really good job. Rebecca Ferguson plays Rose the Hat. She's the primary villain in the movie. She did an amazing job as well. Uh, I haven't read the book. I've read the first half of the book, and that says everything, doesn't it? No, I just I started it and then I jumped onto the Institute mm-hmm. and I, I'm halfway through that. And I just that's kind of how I read things. Is yeah, I said my piece now. You I jump around with him. I understand. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I jump around too. It's taken me like ten years, and I'm still working on the first Dark Tower book. So the first one, holy the crap, first one. I think I'm three quarters. Time. Yeah, but I'm three quarters of the way through it, and it mm-hmm. sits in my basement, and I read it while I'm doing laundry. Kid dies. Yeah, I knew that, but um, but anyways, this movie is just incredible. I thought I was going into more of like a horror type movie because of the first movie being a bit more of the, on the horror side than anything else. This was definitely more thriller, mm. and some of the twists that are involved using The Shining were genius, and I really liked it. And 
the entire time I'm just sitting there going, Oh man, this just happened. This is so cool. Oh, there was a great visual effect. Oh man, I'm super excited for this. And it was just a lot of fun to, to see. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, the second movie that I saw. I was super hyped for going to see it. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Outstanding cast. And from everything that I saw going into it, I'm expecting this comedy from beginning to end that's just going to be making fun of Nazis and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm super excited. I've, I've always been a historian. Love World War II as a setting. And this is going to be interesting being told from the side of the Germans. During that time period. Considering that setup, I'm at a hazard it didn't quite live up to those expectations for you? No. So, the first half of the film, definitely a comedy. Second half of the film starts to take a turn. By three-quarters film, all of a sudden, it is taking a hard right, and I'm sitting there on the verge of tears. And I'm like, oh man. Well, considering the subject matter wouldn't have been a hard left. Hi all. <laughs> um, but I, I'm not sure how I really feel about this film at the end of the movie. While I enjoyed everything in it, the story was very well done. The acting was incredible, and you honestly feel for JoJo who is the main character in this film, you, at the same time, are like, wow, he was a little, of a, little bit of a bastard. That's... Okay, I'm going to put this out here, because I do still want to see this, but I have not seen it yet. To me, it looked like a serious study, or a more, a more serious look on what it meant to be in the Hitler Youth, and to question and to question that eventuality when you came face to face with the person you're supposed to hate, that happened to accidentally involve some humor. Yes. So, without giving much away, because I know that you want to see the film. Yes. Okay. Uh, the time period of this is very much the. It's on the back end of the war, so things are starting to take a downturn for Hitler. So we're talking 43? Roughly. It's it's that downturn for Hitler, and it's things are starting to nosedive, but he's still keeping that propaganda up. We're winning the war. Well, that's what you do. And the Hitler youth is still in full swing, and JoJo is a super fanatic about it. You know, I've got, I'm going to this camp. and Yavol, Yavol. Yeah, I I'm, can't wait to go to this camp and everything like that, which is everything you see in the commercials. Mm -hmm. And... The when you sit there and you watch what's going on, the dialogue is hilarious because you you have this mixture of super fanaticism and those who have been are, are past the point of disillusionment, and they're like, "I'm going along with it because I have no choice because I don't want to die." Uh, yeah, basically. And I'm pulling the company line here, but, um, well, well, we'll just go with that. And, uh, yeah, Heil Hitler, uh, this is great. Um, hopefully I don't get in trouble. 
Thanks, Gestapo. Yeah, I get it. Um, the gentleman, I can never remember his name. Uh, Tall guy? Yeah, Stephen uh, Merchant plays the head of the Gestapo. Oh my god. And the scene where they come in, absolutely hilarious and scary at the same time. So I guess that's kind of that's kind of my point. You went in expecting, because of the trailers mostly, full-on comedy? I was expecting more along the lines of, like, the producers. Oh, so satire. Yes. And I got a mixture of satire from the point of view of the Germans who were going along with it but didn't quite trust the leadership. I'll tell you what I thought after seeing the, the trailer you, you showed me. I thought, oh, this is German Death of Stalin. I haven't seen Death of Stalin, so um, not okay. having seen it, and I want to. I would I, definitely suggest that, first off. But everything I've heard about it, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jojo, he's a lonely little boy. Uh, and he's kind of, like, reaching out for somebody that he can grasp onto for friendship besides his mother. And it just so happens, blah, 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 trailers and everything. Well, like, the young man that is his best friend in the movie. Nick Frost. <laughs> yeah, Nick Frost. Yeah, young Nick Frost. Um, you are not wrong. Uh, he plays Yorkie. Archie Yates is the young actor's name. But Yorkie is his best friend. Uh... He does such a great job of this, like, blinded by everything that's going on, and just, I'm just happy to be here. It's another great day because I'm alive. That sounds great. Yeah, like I said, it sounds like it sounds like German Death of Stalin because it is so over the top, yet it's played so straight because that's what did happen, that it's absolutely hilarious in that dark comedy sort of way. And... Taiko Atiti did such an amazing job playing his imaginary best friend, Adolf Hitler. And that's a sentence. Yes. So, I guess I would have to ask, would you need to see it again with the proper state of mind to get a more definitive feel for it? I think so. Also, I think because I went to go see the movie by myself, seeing it with somebody else and then being able to discuss it right afterwards would have helped. Would have been an incredible help. Um, or even being able to discuss it with somebody else who had also seen it at this point would have been incredibly helpful as well, just because it gives perspective on what you've seen, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So overall, I have to admit, I, I very much liked this film. I get a, give it a solid 8 out of 10, first time out of the gate, without any question, and that's still being confused about how I really feel about the film. Okay. Um... I think after seeing it again, I'd still feel it's very high up there. Maybe even an eight and a half or a nine. But um, you, you'd, have, you'd have to more solidly figure out where you where you fall. Yeah. The more I think about the film, I definitely I enjoyed the film for what it was. Everybody in there did an awesome job. There's subtle cues as to what's going on. Um, Taika Waititi does an amazing job of cueing you for things that are coming without you realizing it until it happens, and you're like, really? You've set me up for this, and this is what happens? Oh, my God. Okay, so it sounds like I'm going to enjoy this one. Yeah, and when things happen, like, he truly lets the bottom fall out on you, and you're like, oh, my God. Cool. On the reveal. So, I definitely highly recommend people to go out and see this film. I think 
there's going to be a lot of mixed reviews about it, but overall, I think most people will enjoy this film. Okay. I'll probably check it out this week. Yeah. Uh, with Ford B. Ferrari coming out this week, I also want to check that out. Yes, that looks awesome. Uh, it's Matt Damon and uh, Christian, Bale. Christian Bale, and I'm as much of a guy as Christian Bale is on the, in the real world. He is an awesome actor, and oh, yeah. I love Matt Damon, so I'm 100% down to see this film. Just don't go into it expecting a race movie, because no. apparently it's not about the racing, it's about the two yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. It's about the racer and uh, Shelby. Yeah. It's not the race. It's not, it's not the race. It's the racer. Exactly. But, Go speed racer. I mean. But that's it for this week. That's yeah. all we've all um, seen. I jumped on to Letterboxd. Yes. Uh, I'll be adding more and more reviews there. Um, most likely by next week, I'll have all my Letterboxd stuff up. I'll have a link and that kind of thing. Uh, possibly when we post this, I'll, uh, I'll just add it in to the description and all that. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I've also signed up, so I'll be adding my stuff as well. Cool. I'll be doing the same. Cool. So, uh, if you're interested in kind of seeing what movies we like, what we don't like, the room, um, John Jane <laughs> Tolfrey, well, only two that I've given zero stars, basically. Um, Meet the Spartans. <laughs> haven't got to that yet. But yeah, I've been going through kind of rating them all and seeing what I like, what I don't like. And it's kind of cool seeing my seeing my average. I think it's like 7.5-ish or 3.4. It's a five-star with half ratings. Um, but yeah, uh, if you wanted to see more about our personal tastes, check us out on Letterboxd. Um, until then, we'll be back on Thursday hypothetically, with another episode. I believe our topic this week is... Holiday films. Holiday films, general. Yeah. Holiday films. Not Christmas films. Holiday. We're just getting it all done in one batch. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be back in a few days. Check us out on Letterboxd. Check us out on Facebook. All that jazz. And we'll be back later. Go see more movies. Bye. Bye. Bye.